Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. Welcome to another episode of Awakening Divine Wildness. And I am so excited about today's guest. Personally, I call her Dr. Love. I've met her in person. She's a firecracker. She struts her stuff. And she's going to inform us today about love in a way that you've never been taught. Dawn Masler is an award-winning author, adjunct biology professor, and a researcher in the science of love. She's a two-time TEDx speaker, speaking at TEDx Boca Raton on how your brain falls in love, and TEDx West Broward, falling in, in versus staying in love. She was voted one of the top 20 most followed dating experts on Twitter, and best 28 dating marriage and relationship blogs in the UK. Her work has been featured on South Florida Today, <clears throat> the Miami Herald, and NPR. Her new book is titled Men Chase, Women Choose, The Neuroscience of Meeting, Dating, Losing Your Mind, and Finding True Love. Bless you, Don. I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you for having me, Mal. I'm so delighted. Oh, you know what I love? You're not going to talk about little dating tips like little personal experiences. You're going to share with us the neuroscience of love. You've done deep, deep research, and I can't wait to get into it. <laughs> what inspired this for you? Uh, well, what inspired it was a bad picker. I was attracted to the wrong men, and I was a biology professor, and I was yeah, exactly. Can we get it? Can we get an amen? <laughs> and I kept chasing after the this bad boy biker in the band. So like during the day, I'm teaching biology at night. I'm following this band around. It was not working. It would never work, but I couldn't see it. And after I had after he decided to marry somebody else, I realized it might be a problem. And uh, I had my heart broken a couple times and I realized the common denominator was me. So my, I ended up doing some work on myself, and I was so delighted with the results that I wrote a book. That was my first book, and it was uh, The Broken Picker Fixer, or From Heartbreak to Heart's Desire is what it's renamed. And I started working with other women that had the same problem. But while we were doing the work, they kept asking the same questions, like, how does love work? How long should we wait to sleep with somebody? What are the rules? And I thought, well, I'm a biology professor. I have access to all of the peer-reviewed research in the world. I can figure this stuff out. Give me a couple weeks. Five years later, <laughs> I was able to piece it together um, because of primarily because the literature was actually scarce, but also um, love is not just one thing. And that was the that was the hard part was figuring out there's love is actually four different phases. So it took a while to kind of piece those together. Ooh, so tell us now, what are those four phases, girl? Okay. Well, the first phase is actually attraction, which really has nothing to do with love. And sometimes we misinterpreted this love. I was guilty for that. I would walk into a room. I'd see a guy. My heart would 
feet fast. I'd get all sweaty and giggly. And I was like, it's got to be love. And I would jump into a relationship and try to make it work with this person based on a fight or flight response, which, which is meant to be temporary. And that's why I had all these problems. Um, so the first one is attraction. The second one is actually dating, where we actually build up the neurotransmitters to fall in love. And the third one says is falling in love. That's where we see this neurological upheaval. I call it temporary insanity. Parts. <laughs> Great. Uh, I like that. It is. <laughs> it is. <clears throat> Neurologically speaking, it is. Parts of our brain actually deactivate. And this deactivation lasts for a couple of years. And then it goes into the fourth phase. The fourth phase is I call true love. That's where we get our brain back. And we have to make a decision if we're going to practice being loving and staying in the relationship. Ooh, now, let's enlighten us a little bit about when we lose our mind. I know mm -hmm. that you talk about parts of the brain shut down. Yes. What is that all about? Well, what it's about, well, well let me tell, first let me tell you what, what happens and then I'll tell you what, it's a, what I think it's about. Well, we know like things like uh, the serotonin level, which is the hormone of happiness. Most people think when you fall in love, it skyrockets. But the truth is it actually drops. It drops the level of someone with OCD. So that's why you feel so obsessed when you fall in love. There's a, our cortisol level skyrockets. There's a lot of crazy neurological things that are happening. But at the same time, parts of our brain shut down. The, one of the main deactivation points is our ventral medial prefrontal cortex. That's the part of the brain that judges the other person. That's why they say love is blind. You're basically walking around with rose-colored glasses. You can't see their faults. And at the same time, if you did happen to notice something, the part of the brain called the amygdala, which is kind of the alarm system, is also shut down. So you don't feel like there's any problems because your alarm system's not working. So your friend can come up and go, hey, that guy just got out of prison. And you're like, yeah, isn't it wonderful? <laughs> That's interesting that our alarm system shuts down. Mm -hmm. So is this part of the reason why we make bad choices? It can be for women, especially like what I used to do is jump right into the relationship. In part, in, for a woman to fall in love, we need two neurotransmitters. The first one is dopamine, where you're excited about the relationship. And the second one is oxytocin. Oxytocin increases as you kiss, cuddle, and learn to trust but it skyrockets when you become sexual. So if you jump into a sexual relationship, you're more likely to fall in love and then have the deactivation of the brain where you can't see their faults. And I, that would happen to me a lot. <laughs> I, I wake up, you know, a year later and go, oh, what's I thinking? <laughs> wow, 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 wow. So you asked before, why do I think this occurs? And I think this happens because it looks like Mother Nature is trying to get two people together. So she's basically kind of showing you what real love is. Because the research shows when people stay together, they actually use selective thinking to stay together. They, look, they focus on the good in the other person. So that's kind of mimicking what happens when your pre uh, medial prefrontal cortex shuts down. And also when people in long-term relationships trust. Again, that mimics when your alarm system shuts down. So it's almost like Mother Nature is kind of showing you what love, true love is. Then she gives you back your brain and says, okay, now you do it on your own. All right, so walk us through 
scientifically, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when a woman meets a man, yes, she sees some attraction. Yeah. Take us through the the scientific steps to maybe getting us into something that's going to work out for us rather than break our hearts. Okay, so the the key to to a good relationship or key to finding uh, you know true love would be to extend the dating period as long as possible before you become sexual. So what you're basically doing is getting to know the person. You're building up oxytocin more naturally. You're not doing it artificially through sex. So as you learn to trust them, as you're learning to um, to, to feel like you've got a connection with them, you're going to build up your dopamine, which is, as you get excited about them, and then oxytocin as you trust them. Now, for a man to fall in love, and this is part of the problem that I would have, for a man to fall in love, it is dopamine. Again, they're excited to be with you, but vasopressin. Vasopressin increases when he's sexually excited, but rapidly decreases at orgasm. So I would jump into a sexual relationship. I'd fall in love. He didn't. Now I'm stuck with him. I'm stuck on him. So he can call up at 10 o'clock at night and go, hey, baby, why don't you come over? And next thing you know, I'm driving over there, <laughs> not under, you know, not knowing why. And that was painful. But I was, because I, I had this deactivation in my brain, I didn't know I was, you know, I had the, I had the obsession part of it. I didn't uh, have the ability really to stop, to stop it. So if I take the time in the beginning and start dating, um, then, or extend the dating period, then I'm more likely to fall in love at an appropriate time. But there's one more key. A man, when he falls in love, his testosterone drops. Researchers out of Harvard found that when a man commits to a woman, meaning that he's mutually exclusive, a monogamous relationship, that causes his testosterone to drop. So it appears that exclusivity or commitment is the precipitating factor to cause the biochemical process of him falling in love. So most, you'll hear dating coaches say, uh, no sex before monogamy. And basically what they're saying is that if you want a level playing field where you're both more likely to fall in love at the same time, that's what you need to do. And the research pans it out. Now, scientifically, this sounds great. Mm -hmm. Now let's put it into reality. Yes. When you're dating, Yes. Men have this preconditioned idea that after the third date, maybe they're entitled to some goodies. Yes. And they start looking for the sex and they start pushing for the sex. And the woman, and I've heard this over and over and over again. I mean, these women are, you know, like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. I don't even know anything about you yet. I'm not ready. I, I don't have that kind of feeling. And the guys will dump them. So Good. maybe we should be happy. Okay, we're getting dumped rather than getting used. Correct. Yes. Yeah, because he's got an he's got an, if he can get you to sleep with him, then you're going to be stuck on him. He's going to have a free pass for the next two years. Is that like the possum effect that you refer to when when no, they no. just sort of lay down and they're easy? Well, the possum effect is actually uh, one of the reasons why women shouldn't chase men. So why does the possum survive? If the, if the coyote's running after him, he wants to kill him and eat him. So when the possum falls over dead, why doesn't the, why doesn't the coyote eat him? 
because there's a part of his brain that says this is too easy. You're actually going against the natural laws of nature. So he backs off. Same thing happens when a woman's like, okay, you can have me because women should be resistance according to the natural laws of nature. So when she's not, there's a part of his brain that goes, wait a minute, back off, back off, particularly for a man who's relationship minded. Now, if a man is looking for a sexual relationship, he'll be all on board. He'll be like, yes, because um, at that point, he's not really risking anything. He's not risking his testosterone because he's not have to commit. It's a free pass. How do we decipher if they're looking for a relationship or if they're just looking for sex? Okay, so one of the, the, one of the things that I tell women to do is when they're pushing, because what happens in the beginning, you're... As you're starting to date this person, your amygdala becomes very active. The parts of your brain that will shut down are very active in the dating process. It can come uncomfortable. You feel that sexual tension. You feel that push. And so someone will go ahead and just jump into a sexual relationship to get the relief of the shutdown of the amygdala. But this is where you have to be careful. You have to basically say to him, I am really, really interested in you. I'm really sexually attracted to you and I would like to uh, to progress this relationship. But for me to feel safe, I need to be in a mutually exclusive relationship. And you just kind of throw it out there and give him the opportunity to ask. Okay. Love the sound of that. Women do it. The men say. The words come right out of their mouth. Oh yeah, baby. I am ready to be mutually exclusive with you. Big lie. The woman engages in intimacy, and then the next thing you know, our guy that wanted that committed relationship all of a sudden drifts off a little bit, the phone calls become less, the text messages become less, the emails start to taper down, and he's off and running, and he's pursuing the next piece of tail. <laughs> yes. So if the guy rushes in, now think of this. His mm-hmm. testosterone's about to drop, right? So imagine, I, I imagine it's almost like you're, he's going to jump off a cliff. Nobody really like runs, runs through the cliff and just jumps off. There's usually a moment of hesitation that looking down the cliff going, do I really want to jump off this cliff? How far is it? What are the rocks at the bottom? They're gonna, there's going to be a moment of pause. If there's a, and here's one of the problems. Oftentimes when there's that moment of pause, women get up insane they're like calling texting him they're like they're not waiting for him to like think about it that breaks off the relationship is this after sex no this is before okay got it before should be a moment of pause now if he's like yeah baby you're the one that's not asking for a commitment he needs to ask when he asks it causes the mental shift that causes all this stuff to start occurring so when he says would you be in a mutually exclusive relationship with me that he, he can't really lie about that. He can lie when he says, you're the one, you're the only one for me, blah, 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 blah. But when he asks for that commitment, it changes everything. So, you go out, you're dating, you're on three, four dates, the guy starts getting physical and pushing. Yeah. You tell your truth, you say, look, it, this is what I need. And, and women are just so bad at expressing their needs and saying yeah. what their truth is. I want to get to know you better. I need to be comfortable. I need to be able to trust you. Um, and then I, you know, can have more of a feeling of intimacy. You express that. Then you step back and you wait for this man to process and then turn around and come to you 
and say, I heard you. I understand your needs. Would you like to have that monogamous relationship? Until you get that confirmation from him, you keep those panties on. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yeah, basically. You want to, I mean, I don't want to say it in a manipulative way. Right. But I want it to be, you want to be on a level playing field. So when you, remember, when you become sexual, you're more likely to fall in love. And when he, when he commits, he's more likely to fall in love. I mean, of course, if there's people that are narcissists, I can't, there's nothing, you know, that, that we can do about it. There's a few of those out there, but they're not, they're not that many, actually. Um, so most people, the majority of the population, once this transpires, they're both going to be on the same field, the same level field. Now, I can't guarantee that it's going to move into the relationship for the rest of your life because... As I said, during after a little while, those parts of your brain start coming back. And what you do with that part when your brain comes back can really make or break the relationship. And when our brain starts coming back, what we really do is we start to see the person in entirety. We're not right. just seeing the good looks. We're not just seeing the charm. Now we start to recognize little flaws. Critical judgment returns. Ah. So they, you start noticing that he eats funny mm-hmm. and he snores and he doesn't pick up his socks ever and he always puts the toilet paper roll on backwards. Um, <laughs> so, what about if we see red flags? If you see red flags in the beginning before you sleep with him, you need to go away. I mean, if those, you should know before. And actually, you, we started talking about a free gift that I will be providing for people. In the free, I have two free gifts. One is for long-term love and one is for figuring out what you want in a relationship. And it's, a, it's a basically a, a little worksheet. And that is important. It's called the list. You need to create the list before you even think about dating. Because we can often get swayed by a cute butt or a charming you know, charming salesman, but we need to know what we want in our life first before we pick somebody to go into our life. I love that idea because I tell women all the time, you know what? We spend more time picking out a pair of shoes than we do a man. Yes. You've got to know, have a very clear picture of what you want, what you're willing to maybe go without because Mm -hmm. you're never going to get, get it all. So there's a few things that you can say, well, yeah, I could live without that. Or that's that's not negotiables. Important. Negotiables. Negotiables. I like it. Negotiables. So on that list we have that we create, that needs to be done. Deal breakers. Deal breakers. Yeah. Ah, okay. Deal break- A list critic- of deal breakers. Like mine were drugs. Um, some people, it's some people it's proximity proximity was important to me too i had a woman call me up and she was heartbroken she met this wonderful guy they she jumped into this relationship and she's trying to figure out she needed help to make it work and i said what's the problem she says well i i really i adore him but i want to start a family and you know that that's my goal in life and i said well what's the problem with the guy and she's like well he's a yacht captain and he's gone six months out of the year and I was like, I can't, you can't change the guy's job. <laughs> no, they're not going to give up their livelihood. Well, exactly. Well, 
I've heard of men relocating and doing things for women, but let's just say it's not the norm. Well, I mean, he's a yacht captain, so he could, he could possibly do some like small day trips. But he's he's he had a twenty year career where he's been working with a particular um, on a particular boat. So him changing that is is kind of you know probably not going to happen. So she needed to decide that before. So I know plenty of women that are busy in their career and they want a relationship, but they're not really interested in family in that. So that type of relationship would be perfect for them. I have a girlfriend who's a teacher and her husband's a yacht captain. And they actually, their schedules kind of um, change. He's, he's usually a yacht captain during the summer and she's able to go with him because she's a teacher. So it works for them. Let's discuss, I'd love your opinion on these online dating sites, mm -hmm. the match.coms, the eHarmonies, um, Plenty of Fish, all of those. What do you think the level of honesty is that goes into these bios and, and the way that people present themselves? Well, do you think it's just mass marketing here to to try to get hookups and connections? Or do you do you think there are people that really want relationships that are on those sites? There, there are definitely people that want relationships on those sites. There's also shoppers, just, you know, uh, window shoppers. Predators. Are, I like to think of them more as predators. <laughs> it's, they're, not, they're not, I wouldn't call anybody a predator unless you fell for it. The problem is with a lot of women is that they're hesitant. And when they're hesitant and reserved, they're more open to predators. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they're looking for somebody who's going to give them an absolute guarantee. And that absolute guarantee is not possible. The ones that are a little bit more reserved are going to be the guys that are looking for a real relationship because they're as scared as you are. So when the, the guy comes in and tries to sweep you off your feet and that's what you're waiting for, you're going to set yourself up to you get sweeped off your feet and boom, be at the fall. Uh, I read so much I, uh, in a group that's online about the communications that transpire from these online sites where somebody will come on, they'll email you or text you or whatever and uh, show interest. They'll meet you for lunch, meet you for a cup of coffee. And then just disappear. I mean, they just gone they evaporate they're no yes. longer what happens that's called self-selecting so there are there's going to be a portion of guys particularly that men that have been in a relationship for a long period of time they're really not looking for another long-term relationship right away and there's women out there too so if those guys if, the, if those guys are out there and you show up to a date and you're like i'm i'm serious they're going to self-select out they're going to be like i'm not i don't want to deal with this and i'm not ready for this and then there's going to be guys that when they're going to judge you, sometimes they go, wow, she's out of my league. I can't, I couldn't hold on to my last wife and she was terrible. I'll never hold on to this self-select out. Or they might say, uh, I'm not sure that this is the right one for me for a number of reasons, because we have the senses actually come into play. When you meet somebody, you look at a picture online, that's only one cent. The rest of them kick in your nose, your ears, your, even your fingertips have a vote. 
So you can see a picture online and go, wow, I really like that person. Then you meet them in person and nothing happens. So you, you can't really, you can't really, just because they, they were so great online doesn't mean that it's going to continue on offline. That's why meeting is so important. But these poor women, they feel so no, women, wait, wait, let me finish that too. Women should never continue to talk online for a man for an extended period of time. Why? Because she can build oxytocin while she's chatting online. She could actually fall in love with a man online without ever meeting him. I've read stories like that where they mm -hmm. emailed and they communicated. Um, and there's a guy that I'm friends with on Facebook, really handsome man, and he did that. And he created this whole relationship with a woman that lived on the other side of the world. And then he went there to meet her with the expectation that this was his partner and it didn't work out. Right, right. Yeah, you gotta meet early on. So it's almost a blessing after that first meeting, maybe two. If the guy disappears, it's almost a blessing that he has self-selected to get out for whatever reason, because he can't make the commitment because it's not a right fit or because he feels he hasn't got a shot in hell of maintaining your interests. Exactly. Exactly. And poor women go, oh my God, what was wrong with me? There was nothing wrong with them. It was him. Exactly. Oh, exactly. fabulous. I love it. I love it. Oh, this is such an education. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm not on those online dating sites. I'm recently divorced and I just, I can't go there. I just haven't been able to do that. It's, you know. Well, you need to heal first. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm very happy by myself and doing my work and, and doing interviews with fabulous women who share education the way that you do. Was there a time in your own life where you experienced such a deep pain from a relationship that it paralyzed you held you back for a while. I know it inspired your work ultimately, but what could you suggest or, or recommendations for a woman today that's in that very dark place of, of feeling brokenhearted, not understanding what happened? The key is going within. So for me, I began, I really ex took the opportunity to to see who I was. I did those things that I always wanted to do. I explored creativity. I did art. I became a painter. I went on, I went on like these spiritual quests. I did like uh, sweat lodges and uh, long dances and just weird kind of stuff that I would never have done in a relationship to expand myself. And I basically made a mental note that I was preparing myself for the next relationship. I did an inventory of my defects. Of So like I, I realized that there was a lot of times that I was a pretty successful person, like, you know, employment wise, I have a you know couple degrees. And because of that, I was a, a go getter and I was kind of pushy, but I was also pushy in my relationship. So I looked at that and I said, okay, on my next relationship, I'm going to practice being more loving. So I've been in a relationship for the last 10 years. One of the ways that I should, I decided to be more loving, I had, a, I had a mentor that said, you know, I give my partner a cup of coffee every morning. And I said, you know, my ego goes, 
coffee, hell, I can give I can give the whole breakfast. So I decided to give breakfast in bed. Then I went I went back to my my mentor and I'm like, I gave breakfast in bed. She said, Oh, by the way, once you start something, you can never stop because they feel like you don't love them anymore. So I am proud to announce that for the last 10 years, every single morning, he's had breakfast in bed. <laughs> I love it. Oh, are you cute? Wow. Don, give us the name of your book again. I want to make sure everybody gets that. It's Men Chase, Women Choose, The Neuroscience of Meeting, Dating, Losing Your Mind, and Finding True Love. I love that. That describes it all. And your <laughs> website address. It's dawnmasler.com, D-A-W-N-M-A-S-L-A-R.com. And feel free to friend me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. I've got all of those. It's all my name. And the free gift is dawnmasler.com slash gift. But, but they'll see it on your site if they just go to Don Masler. Will there uh, will it be actually, right on the page? I can add it, but it's actually hidden. So I, you have to, I have to send you the link slash gift. Okay, I'll make sure that we publish that so that people get that free gift because that sounded wonderful. I love the idea of making the list. The deal breakers. Yes. Yes, that's fabulous. Sweetheart, it's good to see you. I'm glad life is treating you so well and you've had so much success with the book. And you are absolutely my Dr. Love. I mean, you're the girl to go to for the, for the conversation. And, and if I get into dating and I need advice. I know exactly who I'm going to. I'm going to be PMing you like you won't believe. Oh, please, please. I'll help you with your profile and everything. That's oh, part of you. Fabulous. <laughs> Thanks, sweetie. Wonderful to see you. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, fabulous. Talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and please leave a favorable review at iTunes. Be sure to visit Malduane.com for Mal's six-part video series, Heal Your Wounded Heart and Reclaim Your Worth.